right off the bat, I just need everybody to understand that I went into this very open-minded. I heard all of the stuff online. I heard about all the stuff that they may or may not have been doing to the film. And I'm a big Disney fan, so I really wanted to give it its due diligence, like I've done with basically every live-action version that they've been coming out with over the years because they're running out of ideas. Even Pixar's running out of ideas. But, um, yeah, I just kind of was trying to be open-hearted, you know, not not too mean-spirited about anything because of all the stuff I was reading. And I just got to say that as far as, like, maybe it's, like, trolls or just people wanting to make up more things about the film than were really there. Like, you guys suck. Like, any of you that was talking... I remember one of the first things that I was reading was all the music changes. And I remember reading about that with The Lion King, too, that they were changing the music. And one of the things was like, oh, they're going to take out Kiss the Girl because it seems like it's not right for the way this generation is. The song's there. The song's in the film. I don't know where half of these things were coming from, But you're all ridiculous. Like, you really are all ridiculous. This movie is just as good as its original. If not, I'm going to dare to say it's actually a little bit better simply because it just adds a little bit more for, like, I don't want to say it's, like, for the adults who are watching it, but I think it's just, it's more storyline that involves some actual character development that you don't necessarily need Like, when you're talking about these cartoons from the 80s and the 90s, all these animated films that they were making, you know, you don't need a lot of character building. You know, they're made for kids and they're made to get a certain story across. So, yeah, you need certain plot points and certain devices that move the story along. But do you really need character development? Like, when you're watching Aladdin, the second Jafar comes on the screen, you know he's the villain. You don't need to build up why he's the villain, but now you kind of feel like maybe it would be nice to have a little bit of that. So do they do that here? What they do is they just kind of build up the actual relationship and them getting to know each other between Ariel and Eric, which I think is tremendous. They give him his own song, a brand new song for him. They do do something a little bit annoying where they give her a brand new song as well, but it's kind of like singing she does when she doesn't have a voice so she's singing to herself in her head and nobody can hear it i thought that was a little stupid simply because the whole premise is making sure she can't talk for the whole thing so she's just kind of there and she's kind of stumbling around and there's a sort of a sort of quirkiness that you can add to that if you did it the right way and i'm not saying they didn't do it the right way they did it they did it as good as they could do it But just adding that little bit of song, just so I guess maybe Halle Berry has more words or more lines. And then it really stops you. It makes you think, wow, Ariel, yeah, she doesn't have a lot of lines in that movie. She doesn't have a lot of anything. She sings three songs and is basically silent for 45 minutes. And it's an interesting thought to think, too, because when you look at this film and you look that it's almost two hours long, it's a big difference between this film and its original. So you already know they're extending scenes and they're making things kind of a little darker. Like one of the things that was true that I read online, that they were changing the way that Ursula has the quote unquote poor, unfortunate souls. 
and essentially what they are is it's just it's just a a pit of skulls like she just has all of the remains of those who are the poor unfortunate soul which truthfully speaking like I like that. I think that's really I think that's really glim, that's really dark, that's really good to her character. And again, it's just little plot points that they added to make it different. So yeah, when they win at the end of the film, not everybody is resurrected. So what? Like that you don't really need that. It's not really that detrimental to the story, but it was a big deal in the original film because, you know, saves the day and saves everybody because these aren't you can't show skulls in a kids cartoon. So they have to be these little animated seaweed things that eventually become mermaids again. So that little changes like that are all over the place. And then I also got to appreciate you know, the fact that when you walk in into this film and you see some of the first few scenes, the meeting with all of Poseidon's daughters, what what people have to understand, this is a, a work that's mixed. This is a work of fiction that is mixed in with a certain type of lore. And when you mix it in with that type of lore, you have to respect the history that lore brings with it. So when people were getting upset because... Um, um, Ariel was played by an actress of color and not, you know, little white girl with blood red hair. When you really think about it, she is meant to be a daughter of Poseidon. And when you look at the other characters playing the other daughters of Poseidon, they're all from different ranges of the world, essentially. Because Poseidon's an asshole. Like, anybody who knows anything about Greek mythology, the main three, the top three gods of Olympus, the brothers, Zeus, Hades, Poseidon, they're assholes. They ran around fucking everybody anywhere, whenever they wanted to, because I'm a god and I can do what I want. To me, that's actually more true to just general backstory. Like... It would make perfect sense for him to have children from all over the place that all look different because that's who he was. And I gotta love um, the portrayal that Harvey Arbottom gives to Poseidon. He is phenomenal as Poseidon. I actually wouldn't even mind a spinoff of him just as Poseidon, just like in in some movie, like almost like how um, Liam Neeson played a great Zeus in Clash of the Titans. I would have loved Liam Neeson as Zeus again, and then you have um, Javier Bardem as Poseidon, and they just do a movie about Greek mythology together. I think that would be perfect. I think he played it tremendously well, way better than I thought he would have played it. Even though he's only in the film for maybe 20 minutes, he gives enough menacingness to that character that sort of makes you really believe that, yeah, this is Poseidon, and Poseidon is not happy-go-lucky like he is in the first film. That shit's dumbed down. The shit, the, the 1989 or 90 film, The Little Mermaid from back then, they dumb it all down because it's meant for kids. This is the version of sort of... Here's, here's a way how I can compare it for you. Everybody that went nuts for that sort of live-action... Power Rangers dark version film that was floating around on YouTube for a couple of months uh, that had brought back a couple of people and had a couple of really like big names. I forget who exactly was in it, but it was like a 15 minute little clip of like what it would be like if Power Rangers were a little bit darker and it was a little bit more grim and there was a little bit more grittiness to what Power Rangers were. And everybody wanted that. Everybody who was a fan who grew up with the original Power Rangers, we just want them to kind of do 
something that's more along those lines. And then what you did is you got what the 2017 Power Rangers movie is, which I was a big fan of, but it isn't 100% what we actually wanted. When you're part of a generation like me that grew up with these things that were a certain way back then, and we're getting these recreations now, we want the recreations to be not different, but for me, it's meant to also be for adults. Like, this is meant to be, you know, a kid's movie because it's just a reiteration of something that already was a kid's movie, which the kids don't need. I can put on both Little Mermaids, and I guarantee you, I my five-year-old nephew will watch both of those movies. He won't understand the difference between them, except for the fact that he might like the one that's more colorful. That's it. This is meant for somebody who was raised on that on these films, raised on these Disney films, that wants to see them in a different light because we're the ones with the fucking money. We're the ones that are paying to go and see these things and that are giving Disney money. So they're going to keep doing this because they know that we're the ones that are paying for it. And yes, it is also the fact that it's for this generation because it's an easier way to reintroduce them. And this isn't even the only medium that they do this with. Comic books do this all the time. If you kept doing stories of like how Batman was in the first issues of the DC Comics from the 1950s today, it wouldn't make sense to anybody from this generation. Nobody gives a shit about what Batman was like in the 1950s. They want to see what Batman is like when the technology is upgraded, when the when the city is darker, when the criminals are more violent and they look more like grotesque creatures. That's what people want. They want evolution. And this film, to me, is an evolution. It's a step in the right direction in, in a way. And I know it's still not as successful as the other ones. I think only... I don't even know, maybe one of these films in this long line of live-action remakes that they've been doing has been successful, and I want to say that might be Beauty and the Beast. I might be wrong, but I know this flopped, and I know it's one of the... It's Disney released six films this year so far. Only one of them has been successful, and it wasn't Little Mermaid, and it was a Marvel film. And it is the Marvel film you're thinking about because the only successful film they had is Guardians Volume 3. And if you thought that, congratulations. But if you didn't, you realize that Little Mermaid flop, Elemental is totally flopping right now, Ant-Man flopped, uh, what else did they come out with? Indiana Jones is technically under their, under their reign, that's flopping as well right now. Uh, I forget what the other two are, but I remember reading an article saying that these this is a horrible year for Disney. So perhaps I'm part of like the 1% who thinks this isn't a bad thing that they're remaking these films and giving us some more context, some more character development, and maybe just a reimagining of the story because maybe we're all bored with it. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to watch it again. It's not going to be a movie that's on my on my rewatch list forever. And if I'm going to expose my son to it, he's going to watch the original version. He's going to see the cartoon version. He's going to be raised on all those movies just like I was. So maybe they're missing the mark and they're losing the creativity. Even with Pixar failing with something like Elemental, I haven't sat with Elemental yet, but I plan on it. But even with Pixar failing with something like Elemental just kind of shows you that even Pixar, who was the pioneer of great films like Toy Story, The Incredibles, Inside Out, Pixar is losing their way. So it's really interesting to think about what's going to happen in the coming years after a year as bad as this, because they've lost millions 
And even if I'm going to sit here and say that I like The Little Mermaid, The Little Mermaid has definitely added to all of that lost by a couple hundred million. And I'm not going to say it's not not worth it. Double negative. It's worth it. No, it's just it's definitely something that's not as bad as anybody would have portrayed it to be. It is a really enjoyable film for what is a remake of something that from your childhood. And don't listen to anybody online. Just watch the movie and give it your own kind of opinion. You know, stop listening to what everybody has to say about how uh, it's not all true. And I can guarantee you, if you haven't learned that by now when it comes to all of these recreations they're doing, then it's your own fault. I'm telling you right now, this is not as bad as what everybody was saying on the internet. And I wish that I didn't take all of that into consideration when I was watching it. Because I remember sitting there with my wife while we were going through the film, and I'm like, I wonder what they're going to do with this song. And she's like, what song? I'm like, well, I don't know if you read it, but they took out Kiss the Girl. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's I've I've read it all over the internet. It was they took out that song, and then the scene pops up and they play the song, and it's actually fantastic. And I'm just like, wow, why do I listen to you people? And now here I am. I'm one of you people, but I'm actually not saying things that are negative. So I mean, you can listen to me if you want. 